but sometimes whenever you're sucking up the leaves, you can't see what's inside that leaf pile. You're listening to the Baldwin Life Podcast, episode number 28. Welcome back to the Baldwin Life Podcast. This is the show produced by the City of Baldwin for the City of Baldwin. We interview staff, elected officials, and industry experts from around the St. Louis region to keep our residents in the know. I'm your host, Kirsten Hostetler, and today it is my pleasure to welcome Stephen Jessen to the show. He has been with Baldwin for a long time and served in all different roles and capacities in our public works department. And while his expertise and experience is quite broad, today we're mostly going to be talking to him about leaves, leaves, and more leaves. Yes, leaf collection season in Baldwin has officially begun. And Stephen's going to share some things about what he's learned over the years, some of the conditions that make his work harder, and even some of the craziest things that he's seen sucked up the leaf vacuum. And toward the end of the interview, you'll also hear him talk about his time serving his country, which is an extremely timely discussion with Veterans Day just around the corner. So I'd like to pause for just a second and say to Stephen and to all the veterans, a heartfelt thank you for your service from all of us here at the City of Baldwin. All right, I think that's a long enough intro. Let's go ahead and talk leaf collection with Stephen Jessen. Well, hi, Stephen, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, We know that it's a very busy time of year for the Public Works Department because leaf season has officially begun. So we really appreciate you taking a few minutes to to talk with us today. So uh, the main topic we're going to talk about is, like I said, leaf collection. So before we jump into that, why don't you just tell us how long have you been working for the city of Baldwin? I have been working at the city of Baldwin for almost 20 years. And obviously the public works department does a lot of different things, not just leaf season. But if you had to pick something of all the seasons and all the jobs that you are asked to do on a daily basis, what's your favorite? What's your favorite thing to do? Uh, probably snow season. I really like snow season. Uh, I run the night shift for the uh, public works. And uh, it's just jump in your truck and plow and salt and make things safe for the residents. I remember before we hit record, I asked you, well, why do you prefer to work the night shift instead of the day shift? And your answer was so obvious that I didn't think about. But why is it that you prefer the night shift? Uh, the cars on the street. As long as uh, I like it whenever there isn't anybody on the street and uh, you can pretty much get anywhere you want to without traffic. That's the biggest reason why I like working nights. Uh, It just made me realize that uh, obviously I don't do that work because that wasn't something I thought of right away. But clearly uh, night would be a much better time to be on the roads when you're, like you said, fighting a lot less traffic. So uh, let's jump into leaf collection here because I have quite a few questions that we get from residents um, all the time about how the process works. And I think we still need to continue educating residents on the process to make sure that we're doing it the most efficiently and effectively that we can. So What's something from your perspective as someone who's done leaf season now, what, 21 times or about to start the 20th, 21st time? What's something that you wish residents knew about the process? Uh, just a few things. There is uh, one of them is like uh, make sure that the only thing that's in the piles are leaves. Um, we've found many of different things in the piles before uh, bricks, firewood. Uh, large limbs, 
Uh, one time we found a aluminum bat that went halfway up the hose. Um, just not uh, of that, but on the safety part, um, if any of that stuff gets sucked up into the machine, that could really hurt somebody. So go into that story a little bit. You were explaining about the, the baseball bat. I mean, like, so when that something like that happens or when you suck up a brick, what's the crew doing? How do you respond? What's the first thing that happens? Um, well, automatically you want to shut it off if you see it go up there. But sometimes whenever you're sucking up the leaves, you can't see what's inside that leaf pile. Sure. Um, so, and, and we're going pretty full strong whenever we're, we're in that pile and sucking them up. Uh, the aluminum bat went up there and uh, just lucky enough, it got shut off. But if the aluminum bat would ever hit the paddles that are inside that machine, um, that could literally kill somebody. I mean, if it would get out of the housing, I mean, because the paddles are moving so fast, it, it could literally kill someone. Well, so if material we're just, like that, yeah, yeah. We're just asking to make sure that the only thing that's in the leaf piles is leaves. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we can't say enough. I mean, we say it every year. We do our best to educate the residents, but it bears repeating because inevitably every year we find something in the leaf piles that doesn't belong there. So... Um, this would just be our encouragement to anyone who's listening to to really take ownership and responsibility in that and make sure that there is nothing besides leaves in those piles. Uh, and then same with your with your neighbors. You know, if you see something out in the piles or you see your neighbor raking some sticks and rocks and other things in there, uh, you know, help out help out the public works department because, you know, Stephen and all these guys are out there working every day. And like you said, Stephen, it's not just a matter of equipment breaking down. It's a matter of the safety of the crews who are out there. Well, and that's the thing. Uh, the hoses do get clogged every once in a while, and usually if we can't get it unclogged out there, we have to bring it back to the shop, get it unclogged, or even pull the housing off to get it unclogged, and then go back out. You're talking an hour to hour and a half of time down right. that we're not out sucking leaves still. And then that puts you behind your schedule, and then residents are wondering when you're going to be to there next. I mean, all of those things contribute to how quickly you guys are able to move through the city exactly that's what it comes down to we're trying to get as much of the city done every day as we can and if and if the more problems we have out there uh, the slower it's going to be the process is going to be so how many people are working or how many different crews do you have working at one time uh, this year we're supposed to have seven crews uh, four people on each crew um, we do have some temporaries that are coming in. Um, some of our crews does, has four ball one workers. Uh, some crews have three ball one workers and a temporary. But uh, usually all the crews are going full steam. Uh, and what does full steam mean? How many hours or what are the hours that you guys are operating each day? We operate every day from 7 to 3.30. Um, usually in the morning, though, we'll, we'll get everything ready get out the door probably around 7.30. And uh, usually by the end of the day, we want to make, this year we're going to try and make sure the street that we're working on is done before we come in. Okay. So if we do have to stay a little bit later, um, we will just to make sure that street's done. And then the list will go to the office and the office will put on the website whether or not uh, that street was done or not. Sure, just to make kind of more of a clean break of where you stopped and where you're going to be starting the next day. Exactly, sure. and they don't want no streets done half halfway. So uh, they want to make sure 
at the end of the day, that street is totally done. Sure. Um, which brings up another good point. So one of the things we had done in the past was having your seven crews kind of spread out throughout the city using seven different seven different maps. But what Steven's describing is the new system that we're trying this year, which is going to be, um, it's the first time, so we're going to see how it goes. And, and anyone who's listening is, is free to provide feedback of how they think that process is going. But essentially, instead of breaking the crews out and spreading them out across the city, you guys are kind of all going to be working in one area and working through a master street list, just kind of top to bottom trying to work your way through those streets. So any feedback the residents have about how that process is going um, would be appreciated. Um, but so one of the things you were saying is your your hours is from 7.30 to 3.30-ish, and then obviously you guys take a lunch break, and then if there's ever equipment malfunctions that you have to come back to the shop. Uh, as someone who runs the Facebook page, one of the questions we get a lot from residents is, well, they were just down my street and now they're, they're gone. Like, where did they go? How come they're not out here working? And it could be any one of those things that we just mentioned. And so I think it's important to educate residents that like, yes, these are our hours, but there's a lot of reasons that, you know, you guys might have to come off the streets for a few minutes to come back. Is there anything that, you know, you could speak to that or explain more to the residents about why you might be gone for a few minutes? You know, it could be anything. Um, mainly the only time we do come in during the day is if we go take our lunch break. Um, but uh, anything can go wrong with that machine and, and the rain, that rain, the rain really slows us down a lot mm. because there's so much water in the leaves Sure. and, uh, it takes a while for that machine to pick up those wet leaves. Now being dry, I mean, we can just zip on down the road like it's, you know, like it's nothing. That's true. But, uh, the, the amount of rain we've been having it really slows us down a lot too, you know, and, and then ice, you know, ice is bad too, because mm -hmm. we're, we're out there and we're beating the piles with rakes and everything else to try wow. and get broke up just so we can get it up the hose. Right. Um, what, another question I have, you said you have four guys usually that are working on a crew. What are those four people doing? Because I think a lot of people, myself included, tend to think, well, someone's driving the truck and someone's running the vacuum. So what are the other two guys doing on that crew? The other two guys, uh, we have a follow truck. Um, basically, he's there for safety. Um, and then the other guy that's inside that truck, he will get out and he will be the raker. And uh, uh, anytime that you can't get it with the hose, he's going to rake it to the to the hose. Um one thing I will say is uh, on that part is that the raker's uh, job is basically to get the leaves over to the hose man. Mm -hmm. um, cars in the way is a big factor. Um, so you're talking about cars parked on the street in front of the piles. Yes. Okay. So if you rake your leaves out and you got gigantic piles on the other side, you know, we may come to your door and ask you to move your car. Um, but, um, but if no one's home or the car no can't home, move, then, you guys have to move on. Then we have, well, they usually, we just try, if the pile isn't like humongous, we'll, we'll go ahead and rake them out mm -hmm. around the car. Um, we just have to be careful because, you know, if there, we don't want to scratch a car or anything like that. Right. Um, but, uh, if the pile's too big, we'll just mark it down and we'll put a, a piece of paper on your door saying the reason why we didn't pick up the leaf pile. Okay. So we try and get them all. It just helps that if cars aren't parked in front of the piles. Right. 
that's what it really comes down so to. So another easy thing that our listeners can be aware of is make sure, you know, when we're getting close to your street and you've raked your leaves, you've already gone through all that effort to put them out there. So don't do something that's going to, you know, impede the crews from getting there. Um, so another thing I'd love for you to talk about with the four guys that are on a crew and one of them, you know, running the vacuum, how taxing is it to run that vacuum? Because I've done it for just a second, just as a test to kind of learn what you guys are doing. And it is a lot harder than people think. It took me two years to figure out that you just have to let that thing swing. And it, it, it really depends on how you have the machine set up. Okay. Um, but it is grueling, especially on a day that we do 10 to 12 boxes a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I have two tons, so we can hold quite a bit of leaves. Right. But, uh, and we rotate. I was just so going to ask. Four so people, those four people, okay. Those four people rotate, and so you get your turn on the box, you get your turn to drive twice, and then you are a raker too. Now, every once in a while, the guy that's in the follow truck, if we come up to a really big pile, he'll get out too, and we'll have two rakers and the hose man. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> but the main reason that second truck is there is mainly because of safety, mm-hmm. because you don't want any cars coming up on you. Right behind you well especially when you have guys out outside of the truck working you know it's not just a a truck on the road exactly but yeah the hose is uh the hose is really tough if it ain't set up right you know after you do 10 12 boxes a day you're pretty tired and that's what with raking it doesn't matter but uh i run asphalt during the summer and it's pretty grueling um but I would say this is just as growing as doing asphalt. Well, thank you for making me feel better and not just like a total wimp when I ran <laughs> that machine because, uh, yeah, that was difficult. So just to give everyone a glimpse, like that is not an easy job. You guys are out there every day, five days a week, like just, you know, working so hard and something that people think is pretty easy and it's not. So first of all, thank you for the work that you're doing for the residents. I know that this is a program our residents love and appreciate so much um so as a as a ball on resident i would just encourage everyone to keep doing what you can to make this efficient and effective so that we can continue to do this program because you know the harder we make it on the cruise the more taxing it is for the city so anything that we can do to help them out would be so appreciated uh, the next question i have for you is where do the leaves go after you guys have have sucked them up and they're in your truck okay all the leaves go back to our shop and we put them in the back of our yard, and then uh, we will get du- uh, empty dumpsters, and we will dump them into the dumpsters at the shop, and then uh, waste management comes and gets them and takes them. I'm not sure where they take them at. Though. Okay, so you pretty much just bring them back to the yard and then load them up for yeah, for the then, waste management. Okay, yeah, in boxes. All right, well, you touched on it a little bit already, but um, obviously there's a lot more that goes into public works than just leaf season because that's just the fall. Uh, And you said that snow is your favorite, but you're also uh, the crew leader for the asphalt team. So can you talk a little bit, you know, just generally speaking about the other jobs that you do here in Baldwin? I run the, well, I do the asphalt. Uh, I run the asphalt crew during the summer. And then uh, I run the brine system. Uh, for when we're, we need to brine, and that saved us uh, quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. The brine system has, uh, so. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, asphalt is probably my favorite thing to do during the summer, though. Um, we're getting into where we're overlaying streets more now and uh, doing uh, basically what we would contract out. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, it's, it's different, but I'm glad we got we have a paver now, and that really helps out. We used to have a pool box, but it wasn't too, uh, too good. But um, we have a paver now, and we're moving up awesome. in the city. So. Yeah. I mean, the public works department has grown so much in the last few years as far as what you guys can do. Like you said, you're not do contracting as much stuff out because you guys are just taking on more responsibility and doing it in-house. Um, your department has been really fun to follow and watch what you've been doing. So, so we're excited to see what you guys have next. Um, so kind of on a more personal note, outside of work, um, another very important holiday is coming up, which is Veterans Day. And I've just found out that you are a veteran. So first of all, thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. um, could you explain a little bit about how you served and where you served and what you did? I went into the service in 1993. I got out in 1997. I was in the Navy. I was a submariner. I was on the last diesel boat submarine. And at one time, it was known as the deepest diving submarine in the world. And now it is in San Diego Harbor as part of their museum. So anytime you're in San Diego, you can go on it and kind of look at it. That's really cool. Do you know uh, what year that was or when it was that it was the deepest? Oh, no, I don't. It was before I was even on it. Okay. So, yeah. That's really but cool. You can look it up on Wikipedia and yeah it's on there <laughs> that's awesome well again thank you so much i think uh, this is a really timely interview to find out that you were a veteran as well so uh, we really appreciate appreciate what we've done there and is there anything else that you want to share about uh, your personal life or anything else that you like to do a lot outside of work um outside of work i just like spending time with my daughter uh, we just came back from disney world about two weeks ago so we went down for Halloween, uh, right before Halloween. Oh, that's exciting. And that was exciting. And that always brings a smile on her face. She's nine years old. And uh, other than that. Well, that's uh, on my bucket list. Someday I'll get down to Disney World. But I've, I've heard there's a lot of good stuff going on down there. I'm sure your daughter absolutely loves yeah, it. So. She does. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stephen. I really appreciate you coming in and, and breaking down leaf season and all the ins and outs of what's happening. Um and as well as all the other stuff that you guys have going on at Public Works. We really appreciate it. So thanks. Okay, you're welcome. Well, there you have it. Thanks again to crew leader Stephen Justin for joining us on the show today. I, I always think it's a good idea to hear directly from the people who are providing incredible services to our residents, and Stephen is certainly one of those people. Often behind the scenes, um, us Baldwin residents really do owe him and his coworkers hundreds if not thousands of thank yous so the next time that you see the leaves cleared off from your front lawn or you drive down a perfectly plowed street in the winter think of those hardworking crews who are serving you every single day also speaking of leaves you may have noticed that the fall themed Baldwin streetlight banners are now hanging up on Manchester Road um, quite a few months back those street poles were actually taken down when a structural defect was found and the manufacturer had to remake those poles um, but they are back and we are excited and that's yet another project that we can thank the Public Works Department for. They came in um, in the wee hours of the morning to put those up in order to avoid traffic. So thank you once again to those guys. And one last thing before we wrap up this episode, there are 
two big events coming up very soon, which all Baldwin residents should be participating in. As you know, 2018 was a big year for strategic planning here in Baldwin. We are actually creating the first ever parks master plan, as well as updating the city's comprehensive plan, which will be our guide in decision making on a city level for the next 10 to 20 years and beyond. So what you need to know right now about those plans is that the last opportunity for resident input is quickly approaching. And this is long-term planning, people. So speak now or for 10 to 20 years, hold your peace. The firms that we've hired to conduct these plans have compiled tons of research in all of the community input so far, and they would really like for you to weigh in on some of the recommendations that they're making to the city before they present the final plan before the Board of Aldermen. So get your pens ready. I'm going to give you the dates and times of these open houses that are coming up at the end of November. The Parks Master Plan open house is scheduled for Tuesday, November 27th from 5.30 to 7 p.m., and that will be held at the Baldwin Golf Course. So if you're interested in hearing kind of the plans for the parks and recreation facilities as well as our individual parks, that's the open house that you're going to want to attend. And the Comprehensive Plan open house is scheduled for Thursday, November 29th from 5 to 7.30 p.m. at the point at Baldwin Commons. So if you want to get involved more on um, a big picture scale, the comprehensive plan is going to be talking about everything from streets and sidewalks to annexation and business development, all those kind of big picture discussions. So two great opportunities in the same week to get involved. Um, You know, consider these open houses as really an extension of your right to vote. Uh, You know, we all did that earlier this week and, and your opinion matters. And so this is really one of the best ways to express it locally and to take action and make the city of Baldwin something that you are proud of and the way you want it to look in the next, um, couple of decades. So we'll see you at those open houses in the next couple of weeks. And that's it for episode number 28 of the Baldwin Life podcast. Please visit our website and the show notes for this episode for more information about leaf collection and other public works projects. You can find those notes at www.balwin.mo.us forward slash podcast. And as always, and until next time, continue to enjoy the Baldwin Life.